the plastic bag Drifting through the wind Wanting to start again Do you ever feel Feel so paper thin Like a house of cards One blow from caving in And welcome everyone to another weekly Yes And podcast. I'm your host Travis Thomas and uh, excited to have today's guest joining us from, uh, from South Florida as well. And today's guest is Alexa Rose Carlin, and I met her for the first time just about a year ago uh, down in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, she was speaking at a Creative Mornings uh, session and uh, gave a phenomenal talk, super inspiring, really engaging and insightful. And uh, believe it or not, I've been trying to get her on a podcast since then and schedules and mix-ups. And so I'm grateful that we're starting off 2017 with a really great podcast. And so I was really honored to have Alexa be a part of our Do Big Things conference uh, with Donald and I this past November in West Palm Beach. And just to tell you a little bit about Alexa, uh, she's a motivational speaker, author, entrepreneur, and inspirational change agent dedicated to inspiring you to dream big and believe in yourself. She has a daily periscope every morning called Morning Motivation with Alexa, which is 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, And she has been an entrepreneur since the age of 10. I'm sure she'll tell us all about that. Uh, And she's the creator of the Women in Power Expo, uh, which is the largest women's expo in Florida, which I'm sure we'll talk about that as well. So Alexa, thanks so much for joining the Weekly Yap. Thanks for having me. And uh, so much to talk about, Alexa. Um, So first of all, you are you're a motivational speaker, and I don't think that was the path that you necessarily saw for yourself as a child. So how how did you end up getting into the world of motivational speaking? Yeah, so uh, when I was uh, uh, growing up, I always knew that I wanted to own my own business, but I always thought that was going to be somewhere in the fashion industry. And I kind of got on this path of motivational speaking um, from a series of experiences and hard times that happened to me in my life while in college. And I just, um, I went through this near-death experience that really um, turned my world upside down. And um, I went from a 1% chance of living um, to surviving this and um, like being in a coma for a number of days. And that brought on tons of health challenges in the years after that. And um, I was later diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that I currently live with. And just through all of these different struggles that obviously were unforeseen um, challenges along the way, especially when it was like a couple months before I was supposed to graduate college and I had my whole entire plan of what I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden I'm in a coma and a couple months later I'm I have this incurable illness that I'll have to live with for the rest of my life. And um, I went through a lot of dark times and I suffered with post-traumatic stress and um, it was just, it was very, very difficult. And I started to tell people about my story and so I wouldn't feel as alone. And I just told friends and family and maybe new people I met about, you know, like what kind of happened to me while in college and everyone's like you need to share your story you need to share your story and I always loved like getting in front of people and speaking I was um, a student body president in my high school and I was like MC of the pep rallies and stuff so I definitely wasn't afraid of going in front of others I just 
you know, didn't really know to call myself a public speaker. And so I was like, hmm, this could be interesting. So I wanted to share my story. And I started reaching out to meetup groups. And I was living in New York City at the time. And I was like, I have this inspirational story. I know it will, you know, inspire, empower your audience, and I'll, I'll speak for free. And nobody would hire me. Everybody turned me down. And I was getting very discouraged, but I had this this fire inside of me, this passion that I couldn't like put to sleep of wanting to be on stage in front of others. And so, um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to create my own meetup group and I'm going to start my own event and I'll put me on stage as the speaker. And so that's exactly what I did. And that led into, uh, a couple of events that I hosted myself moving back here to South Florida, um, while doing this. And, um, about the second or third event, I had, uh, I think 40 people in the audience and someone had, um, was putting on an event themselves. And so they asked me to speak at their event and then it kind of was a ripple effect from there. But I spoke for free for about a year until I started to get paid, um, as a professional speaker. So in, in true sort of uh, Joseph Campbell uh, hero's journey form, you know, you definitely sort of went out there and just decided to create your own path. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to. I think that's that's what everyone um, kind of gets wrong when they're on this pursuit of like accomplishing their dreams we all look to how other people did it and while that's very knowledgeable and and that's great research you have to understand that everyone's going to have their own path and the only way to discover what that is is to start and to create it yourself and i know before we even go any further alexa i know that uh even after sort of surviving you know, sort of these daunting odds of, of even living. It's it's the, the it's been a number of years now of just sort of your health being being up and down. What sort of what's the current? You know, what is your current health status? And are, are you in a good spot? Where are you right now? Yeah, I'm in a great spot. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I um I. It, last year was very hard. It was like seven months of being extremely, extremely sick. But um, I'm so grateful to say that I'm on. I've been healthy for the past few months, and um, everything's in remission. And just focusing a lot on um, staying healthy and being happy, as I found that happiness and my health has a direct correlation. Because a lot of um, with an autoimmune disease, stress causes inflammation, which causes illness. So I really focus on my happiness and my mindset and um, keeping my mind and body healthy at the same time. You recently posted a blog called uh, Dear 2016. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and which, which is a really powerful post uh, for those of you listening, if you, if you get a chance to share it. And, you know, to, to what you shared, it's it's you're you're thanking 2016 for all the difficulty and the struggles. Um, share a little bit about what what that meant to you. So um, it's natural to me to try to find the good in every bad situation because if you don't, then um, you'll be in this lifelong battle with yourself and there's things that you can't control and we all try to control those things. And, um, once you allow yourself to be set free from that, you can 
really move forward. And so, you know, I spent years asking myself, why did this happen to me when I was struggling with post-traumatic stress and wasn't able to go and do the things I wanted to do as a 22-year-old, how I lost all my friends in the process because they moved on, yet I was still stuck inside, uh, you know, feeling so sick. And, you know, with my illness, it's invisible to the eye. So nobody really understands it, which is very isolating. And I spent a long time in isolation, which I talk about in the poem, um, especially this past year. And through that, you know, I found who I am and I found happiness with myself and how to be alone and, um, how to be open to, sharing my story with others, even if they don't understand it to the fullest extent and being okay with that. And, um, and so, yeah, I think it's very important to be thankful for the hard times because I truly believe that everything that we go through, the good and the bad is helping us become who we're supposed to be. And once we can understand that and trust that, then, um, it makes the journey a lot more fun. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's really, really inspiring. I know, you know, from a growth mindset perspective, from a victor versus victim perspective, you know, being able to, to, I guess, accept sort of what is happening, not be a victim to what is happening, but accept what is happening and, and sort of uh, seek uh, and, and look for, you know, the learning opportunities, which, you know, when, when it's your health that's involved, obviously that can be, you know, a little bit more, more difficult to do. Um, tell me, you know, again, if, if, if you can even sort of remember what, what that feeling, you know, to get the diagnosis of having, you know, less than a 1% chance to live and, and being young and, and being sort of faced with that, that type of um, odds and scenario, sort of, you know, sort of what, what did that bring out in you, if you can even sort of remember that feeling? Uh, yeah, it brought it out a lot of intuition. Um, when I, I mean, I didn't know I had a 1% chance of living until after the fact, but when I was in the ICU, um, I couldn't move, breathe or speak on my own. So I really tapped into the power of the mind and, uh, focusing on small things that helped me get to that finish line. So for example, um, I pictured myself running my high school track and, um, I was running and running and I was running towards water because I couldn't have water because I had this tube down my throat and all I wanted was water. Mm -hmm. And so I would picture this and I pictured the end, um, goal and, and the finish line with all my friends and family, uh, cheering for me to finish and run through that line and, and have this huge bucket of water to pour on me. And I could just drink this ice cold water and I would hold this vision in my mind. And I kept on saying to myself, water at the end of the race, uh, water at the end of the race. And I think small by focusing on small goals like just getting water and just picturing the end result really helped me get to that end goal and finally I got water and um, and that opened up a whole whole other side of where you know being grateful for things that you take for granted like um, being able to wiggle your toes uh, with sepsis so that's what happened my body went into septic shock 
one in three people die and the people that do survive, a majority of them have some of their limbs cut off because what sepsis is doing, it's a bacteria that gets into your bloodstream and starts shutting down all of your organs and the, and all of your blood rushes to the organs to help them, you know, keep on, keep on working so you don't die. And so a lot of the circulation gets cut off starting at your feet or your hands. And I am just so lucky to, um, to, to not have any, to, to survive with all of my limbs intact. And so just, you know, when I wiggle my toes, being grateful for that and being grateful that I get to have clean water and, and that gratitude, um, brings out a lot, especially since I've been struggling with my health for the past three years. Um, just being able to focus on that has, uh, helped me persevere and not give up. Yeah, and, and and share a little bit because I love that idea that uh, uh, so how you, how you sort of envisioned running the race while you were in that uh, uh, to help sort of push through that that difficulty where uh, sort of where where were the seeds or where were the influences sort of of your your attitude or your mindset where does that really come from for you? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, since I was young, I always um, wrote in journals and all of these uh, journals like had business ideas and inspirational quotes and um, anything that was something I was struggling with, whether it was like bullying or relationships or whatever we go through growing up. If I notice in my journals that I'll start off with the problem, but I always end in a positive way. And so I really think it's um, just inside of my um, natural way of thinking, but definitely can be taught, is how to turn uh, a negative thing into something positive. And so um, I think that's what I did while I was in the coma for sure is just uh, – focus on the good. I always say you have to find one thing to focus on that's good every single day and it will help you get through the day in a, in a great way. And um, I think a lot of us, we, we focus so much on the negative just yeah. because it's it's easy and a lot of times it's comfortable, which is hard to believe it is comfortable. Um, but if we can, you know, uh, we can notice that something's negative. It's not saying to disregard it or to say that it's not something bad that's happening in your life because that would just be lying to yourself, but to recognize it, give it the attention it deserves, which is, you know, maybe a thought of, okay, this is happening in my life, but this is what, um, I can do from it. So you can, you, it's really focusing on what you can control and what you can't control. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, <clears throat> if you don't like something that's happening in your life and you can control it, then just change it. And then you won't have to stress about it. And if there's something that's happening in your life and you don't like it and you can't control it, well, you can't control it. So move on. So there's nothing to stress about there. And so I think that's really an important lesson is to, um, to just understand where you're focusing your attention on. Yeah, right. And and to sort of control the controllables and sort of you have to be able to allow the the other stuff to go. Yes. Um, and now as you sort of came through the the scariest aspect um, of the situation and you talked about sort of losing friends because, you know, friends moved on while you were sort of still dealing with your own health issues – how did it impact sort of, you know, your relationship with uh, family members or I guess maybe those 
those those core of friends who were with you sort of um, along the whole way? How did that sort of impact those relationships? It um, had a big impact on them. My mom uh, once told me, which is very sad, but kind of um, helped me. Okay, so like this is another thing where... Okay, I'll just tell you the quote. So my mom said to me one time when I was in New York and struggling with post-traumatic stress and struggling with this um, friendship that it was my best, best friend. We were random roommates freshman year of of college, and we became inseparable like sisters, and we moved to New York together, and she was with me through it all, but, you know— then time goes on and she's ready to go, you know, out and live her life, which I can't blame her and be happy and, um, do the things we always did in college. But I couldn't, cause I wasn't, I was sick. So I couldn't go out and, and drink. I couldn't go out and just be at, at a club and party. Cause I didn't feel good. And, um, and then, of course, there was things I could have done, but I was in such a negative state of mind. And so everything I saw was dark, you know, and, and it was this state of darkness I was living in. And so there was a lot of things that happened between us that I felt she couldn't understand me. Mm-hmm. And she felt that, um, you know, I was just being uh, I was playing the victim which I was a victim. So, but, but it's two sides of the story, but we're friends now we've overcome this, but it was very, very difficult. But my mom said to me, you know, um, when you cry, you cry alone. And when you laugh, the world laughs with you. Mm. And at first I thought, wow, that's so, that's so sad. That's so negative, but it really did help me overcome this, uh, state of victim that I was living in. And, you know, um, There'll be there's people that are that are with you, but there's like everyone has their own life to live, and um and there's only so much the people have to protect their own happiness as well, and so I understand that, and I have and I feel like people that go through something that's so traumatic, like I did, have a lot more empathy and compassion, um, but at the same time, you have to be your own hero and you have to be the one that lifts you out of the darkness, not anyone else. And you can't blame someone for not doing it. And I think that's what was happening. A lot of blame, but uh, same with my family, um, not my immediate family, but cousins, aunts, uncles, um, as time went on and I was, there was a good eight months in the past from 2015 to 2016 where I couldn't leave my apartment cause I was so sick and not once did someone come over to just like watch a movie with me or spend time with me and, or even to just go out of their way and just text me like, Hey, thinking about you. And those little things made such a big difference in my life when I'm stuck in my apartment, too sick to even walk my dog. And, um, and so it kind of just showed me a lot of the people that really care for you versus the people that are just with you when you can make them happy. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I do remember at uh, at another Creative Mornings <clears throat> event, you were there with your mom, and I, I ended up sitting next to your mom, and I got to talk to her maybe for five minutes, but uh, uh, she just seemed like a, a wonderful, wonderful person, and uh, I just really sort of enjoyed that that short time with her. Um, so. Tell me about another blog post that you just had, which is also, um, and, I, and I know you've spoken on this topic as well, uh, but this idea that you are not your past. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, you are not your past. So 
Um, I really see how so many people are held back by their past and they're allowing their past to define them. Um, because we, we look to our past to, to discover what we can and cannot do, you know, um, whether it's people that have gone through tragedy or bullying or, um, things that, you know, hurt their self-esteem or, um, maybe uh, a lot of failure and, and whatnot. We look to that to define who we are and who we can be. And that's the biggest message that I'm working to get across is that your past does not define you or define what you can do. And, um, and the way to understand that is not to focus so much on letting your past go. I think a lot of people have this misconception because of all these experts saying, okay, the number one thing to move forward is to let go. Right. It's very it's much easier to say let go than it actually is, because how can we let go of something that's part of us? Right. So for me, seeing this from my perspective, and I always only talk about things that I really can relate to and have experience with from, you know, from my personal life. So from my experience, when people are saying, like, let go of the past, let go. Yeah. okay. so maybe my near death experience that's in the past. It's not like I suffer from sepsis or anything like that. That's something I did overcome. And so, yeah, maybe I can let go of that victim story. But my autoimmune disease is something I live with every single day. And so, yeah, I'm in a state of health right now, but it's still part of me. It's still always on my mind. And so it's not anything that I can let go, but I'm not going to allow it to define me or define what I can do. And I think that's that's a message that I'm trying to get across is that don't fight yourself so much to let something go that's part of you. Because like I said before, I really believe that everything that we go through is helping us become who we're supposed to be and how, and it will help us create what we're supposed to create while we're here. And so, um, if we, instead of trying to let go of something, if we embrace it, right, embrace the past of what's happened and understand, okay, this happened in my life and that's what makes me different or that's what makes me more knowledgeable in this area or in this industry or that's what's making me such a strong person today and embrace that versus allowing it to be the only story we tell. I think that's very powerful. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes definitely that sort of that yes and approach to 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 what, what's a, another expression you're either you're either winning or learning and uh i was talking to a coach recently he said he goes it's actually you're you're either uh you're either it's it's really winning and learning and even you know it's like to win there's even learning in the win and of course when we lose there's still learning in the losing and it's just sort of taking every opportunity as, as, as a chance to say, okay, what can I take from this? How is this making me stronger? What can I learn from this? Um, and not sort of being so attached to the outcomes or sort of uh, what, we, what we hoped was going to happen. Definitely. Now, tell us a little bit about the, the Women in Power Expo and sort of your, your motivation behind creating that. Definitely, yeah. So the Women in Power Expo um, is... Uh, a new event and um, that we hosted our first event October of last year of 2016 in Fort Lauderdale at the convention center. We had over 2,400 people in attendance and um, what the event features is 
entrepreneurs, local businesses, organizations. And so we had 80 vendors um, set up with booths promoting and exhibiting um, their company and products and services, as well as fitness classes and 50 amazing um, speakers that are all that were all from the local community. Um, and we had different tracks. So we had like a health and wellness track, um, a business entrepreneurship track, a personal development track, parenting, um, fashion and beauty, and a few keynote speakers. And so my mission with the Women in Power Expo is to create an event where women come to collaborate, connect, and create the change that they want to see in their own life and in the world. And so the first word is collaborate. You know, uh, I see so many women and and people really in general that are so um, about uh, competing to get ahead. And while competition, you know, is healthy in one aspect, um, my, what I'm talking about is that we can all be successful, right? You don't have to put someone else's down or you don't have to say, Oh, well that's been done before, or this, this person started a podcast in this, uh, area. So I'm not going to do it because I'm already doing it great. And so we have to understand that we, if we can understand to collaborate versus compete with one another, especially as women, we can create such a, a more powerful change in the world and in the community in which we live. So that was like my number one mission is to create this giant event where women can connect and um, and yeah, and create. And so I always say in order to empower others, you must first empower yourself. And so by attending the Women Empower Expo, you're learning from these amazing uh, experts and speakers and influencers in all different industries, as well as discovering local businesses and new products and services that will help you empower yourself and to make the change you want in your own life so you can then go out into the world and make that change as well. So uh, I have to say, too, and again, one of my favorite ideas is the is uh, turn competition into collaboration like, like you were talking about. And uh, so again, one of my favorite ideas is that idea. Uh, so what is, what's the future now of the, uh, the next Women in Power Expo? So the next Women in Power Expo is going to be held at the Washington, D.C. Convention Center. Um, we're going straight to the Capitol, and it's happening May 27th. It's a one-day event, and so that's what we're really focusing right now is getting the D.C. um, and surrounding areas really involved. Um, We have so many businesses and amazing organizations coming out to um, be part of our movement and part of the event, as well as some incredible speakers and panelists. And then we'll be back in Fort Lauderdale October 7th at the convention center. Um, And so that's what we're really focusing on right now are those two events and um, just growing our movement as much as we can. And is it what what website is the best to to follow these, Alexa? Yeah, so it's womenempowerexpo.com, and it's um, women plural and empower like empowerment. Um, and so there you'll you can find out more about our event. You could watch the video from our last event, and then also you can buy tickets. And we're um, our registration is open for anybody that would like to get a booth and we have 10 by 10 booths and it's just a great opportunity to launch your business or showcase your business to uh, influential women that are coming out that day and to really connect and 
grow your partnerships and collaborations and sales and, and potential clients further. And, and share with everyone, Alexa, how to sort of find your website as well as uh, social media. And are you still doing the, uh, the Daily Periscope? So um, the Daily Periscope became more weekly Periscope. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of social media to keep up with right now. <laughs> but I am focusing more on YouTube and video. Um, but everyone can find me at Alexa Rose Carlin on Facebook and Instagram and Periscope, um, as well as Alexa Carlin on YouTube and alexacarlin.com for my website, which has all my information, how to book me as a speaker, as well as um, some of my blogs and the other things that I'm up to and where I'll be speaking next. Well, Alexa, uh, you're doing so many amazing things, and I've enjoyed getting to see you speak uh, every time, and 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 so you know, gracious that uh, uh, so grateful that you would be a part of do big things this year, and uh, just excited to see your continued growth as well as the the expos, and just know that you're uh, going to continue to go out there and do big things. And thanks for taking time to be on the weekly app. Yeah, thanks so much. Oh, I want to add one more thing. Um, I'm actually starting a new project called BeAPublicSpeaker.com, and it's going to be a series of webinars um, helping um, individuals and entrepreneurs and creatives really get their message, story, and um, brand out there through public speaking because you can make such a big impact and income through speaking and I think so many people don't tap into that market the right way and so it's really going to focus on your story your authentic energy and um, how to start right away so it's beapublicspeaker.com fantastic and I will include all of these links uh, in the podcast and I might have to look into a few of those myself Alexa (laughs) thanks again thank you so much have a great day Do you know that there's still a chance for you? Cause there's a spark in you. You just gotta ignite the light.